This podcast is brought to you by Cross Catholic Outreach. Last year, Cross Catholic Outreach provided over 30 million meals to families in need around the world. Join us in our global effort to reduce material and spiritual poverty. Learn more at crosscatholic.org/bless. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Listen. Welcome to the Shoot the Shiitake Show with me, Father Leo Paddlinghug, a Catholic priest on a mission to bring people together of all different backgrounds, to learn, to love, to accept one another. Even if we disagree, we've got to be willing to listen to each other as God does with us and as God intends for us to do. This show isn't about the deep and technical, theological things about the Catholic faith, but rather taking those things and making it real and practical in our life simply by listening to each other. And this week, I have the pleasure to listen to Sarah Hart as we enter into a deep dish discussion with singer, songwriter, speaker, as well as mom and wife speaking about the power of invitation. And if you want to support our efforts to bring conversions one conversation at a time, visit the website platinggrace.com, click on the academy, and there you can support us by joining one of the tiered memberships. And once you become a member, you'll become part of an, a unique online community and gain access to premium content as well as special perks. But for now, please join my guest, Sarah Hart, as I dive into a deep dish discussion and we shoot the shiitake. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake with me, your host, Father Leo, for a deep dish discussion with singer, songwriter, speaker, and mom, Sarah Hart. And it's great to have you on our show. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. I think the last Again. time we were together, we were on a panel together, but we didn't get to actually talk. Talk with each other. Right. Isn't that like the story of our lives? It is. It as is. Spe- okay, so tell us, first of all, where do you live, where are you coming from, and then what are you doing with yourself? Sure. Gosh, oh my goodness. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I just celebrated my 26th wedding anniversary. Oh, and congrats. I have oh, two daughters, wow. teenagers. My my oldest um, works at Walt Disney World, which is a oh. hard job. Not at all. And my... That's <laughs> she a, loves actually, it. it's a very hard it job. It is a hard job. She loves it. And my youngest is um, junior in high school. And so how long have you been doing speaker song? I mean, you've oh been a mom gosh. for that many years, obviously. Yes. But speaker, songwriter, and speaker. And I presenter. started right out of college. And I started quite accidentally. But, you know... Some Sometimes. In the Catholic world? Yeah, it's really weird. I, I actually moved to Nashville to do Christian music. Because there's not many Catholics in Nashville. There are not. But I moved there to do Christian music and actually wasn't really... I, I grew up Catholic, but I had spent about three years away from the church. And when I came back to church, I came back through... What did you do? In when I left years, the church? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Hated God. Turned my back, Seriously, said, okay, forget it. I want to kind of focus on that because yeah. a lot of people don't... Actually, I mean, you've been doing this for now so long, it's easy to forget, and therefore we don't have the ability to reach out to the people we're trying to reach. Those three years, what exactly were you doing? Well, so I was in college, and 
I, I just had some, you know, things in college that really turned me off, turned me off to God, turned me off to religion, turned me off to faith. And I was a bit, I would say, of a lost soul. And I think a lot of people go through that in college. It's a really tough time for our young people because they're disconnected from home, they're disconnected from safety and the things that they've known for so long. Uh -huh. And they have to sort of be thrust out into the real world and peer pressure is a real thing. And so mm -hmm. I was just kind of a wanderer for mm -hmm. those few years. Okay. And then, um, and then when I came back to the faith, it was like my senior year of college and my friend kept inviting me to go to church and I was like, no, I'm not going to your stupid church. So did church. you think that you were like, oh no, I don't need God yeah, anymore? Yeah, I totally So you were did. kind of like an agnostic. Oh, totally. I mean, were you kind of anti-God? Were you one of these I, like I snowflakes say... that we've got running around now? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I was consciously anti-God. Okay. I, I think it was that I was operating under the delusion that God didn't really care about me. So why should I care about God? Interesting. So it wasn't it wasn't anything mean on my part. It just was I just didn't have any sense of relationship with God at that point in my life. And so my friend kept inviting me to church and I kept telling her no. And what finally, kind of church, by the way? A non-denominational fellowship in in Columbus, Ohio. It was called Xenos. Okay. And she kept bugging me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to your stupid church. And finally she said, you know, we have coffee and donuts. Okay. And I was like, oh. And okay. that's why you're on Shoot the Shotaki, because <laughs> it's all about food. <laughs> it's all about food. Isn't it the weirdest oh, thing in the world? And I just kicked your pants. Oh, yeah, it's all right. So you're going to be using it in a few <laughs> minutes. But you, So it was the coffee and donuts. How stupid is it that? Was, was it even like good donuts? Because some people get the well, hard stuff from like the grocery store. That's here was the cool thing. They actually were good donuts, and okay. it was good coffee. But you could take the donuts and coffee into the church with you. Ooh. So we just all sat on the floor and listened to somebody read from the Bible and talk while I ate my donut and drank coffee. And you know how, uh, like you don't know what your what? soul needs, but that was what my soul needed. Like at the time, I needed somebody to just read to me from scripture, tell me what it meant, look you, at me and Sarah, tell me God loved me. you just literally inspired me. Did I? You really did. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have a coffee donut discussion. Seriously. And it's not gonna be on a Sunday because in a way, it makes that mockery yes. of the Eucharist. Like, if I were to just bring in food yes. at Mass, that would be ridiculous because we're that taking our ridiculous. attention away from food. Yes. But for these Protestants, mm -hmm. they don't have the Eucharist. Right. In a way, they don't want it or they don't understand it. Right. So they replace it with something that everybody can eat, a exactly. donut. Exactly, a donut. Unless, of course, you're gluten-free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they do have gluten-free donuts. They, they are terrible. They are nasty. But, like, yeah, why would you? Why? But, um, I'm but kidding. they do have We're all gluten-free people. I love you. I really do. I created a vessel for you. love you, gluten-free friends. <laughs> <laughs> so you just sat there with your coffee and donuts and then something I came did. over you. Something, well, it was just, I think, the welcome of it and yeah. the and the casualness yeah, of it. Tell me about welcome here because people yeah. always talk about that. And I got to admit, know. Catholics aren't very welcoming. We're here at right. the NCYC 2019 National Catholic Youth Conference. They are so welcome. They're literally welcoming people walking out of their bedrooms yes. or wearing their pajamas, <laughs> literally. Half of these True. kids haven't bathed. True. And then they all have like ridiculous hats on. Uh, and then you've got priests it's walking true. around with their cassocks and nuns with their habits. And it's beautiful. It's, it is a welcoming place. It's just beautiful. There will be certain parts of our Catholic community who would be like, this has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It has everything to do with Jesus Christ. Now, you got to tell me about that because that's going to make it sound like a bunch of wacky libs. Well, okay. And so, I'm not a wacky lib. So what you just said about welcome. So that's lately, my out. word is even beyond welcome. It is the word invitation. Okay. How are we inviting people? You hmm. know, we as Catholics, I sometimes think, and I, I won't say this about all Catholics, but I know it's been true of myself. We complain about people who 
bash Catholics or say things about Catholics, and I'm like, well, have you ever invited them the to time. Mass? Right. Have exactly. you ever walked up to them and said, I would love for you to come to church with me on a Sunday, or come to my life night, or come to my Wednesday Bible study? In, it's all about invitation. And the thing about this is, I think there's this not one conference. young person yeah. here, yeah, this conference, who doesn't feel invited. Mm. And, and that is something we are needing to get better about, I think, as church. So I say it all the time. When you Church is not your four walls and your Eucharistic service on Sunday. Church is what happens when you leave. Okay, so here's the problem. Yeah. They invited you to coffee donuts, yeah. and that's awesome. Yeah. You invite someone to Mass and be like, what the heck is everybody doing? <laughs> when, I don't know when to sit, stand. Why does everyone scratch their forehead at the exact same time I know. before the Gospel? I know. Like, how do you deal with that? How do you get people to say, I want to invite you to Mass? It's so There's got to be something more than that. you got to prep them. you got to literally catechize them. you got to tell them you can't come up for it's communion. And, you well, know, the times that I've had people come with me to Mass, I've just been like, sit next to me, and I'll tell you what to do and when to do it. Yeah. And usually they do. And, and most people, it's like they come to experience the singing, to experience the worship, to, you know. Wait a minute. And You're a singer. Catholic mass and singing, they don't always go together. Well, uh, that's, this is true, but at my church, they do. They do. So, yeah, okay. They sing at my, but I live in Brought Nashville. Brought to you by her church. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just giving a little mass plug to Holy Family Catholic Church in Brentwood. Yes. Well, because I live in Nashville, everybody sings. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of, we have a little bit better musicians maybe than Are you in the music ministry there? No, you know why? Because I travel. Just tired of it. I'm on the road yeah, all the yeah, time, so I'm hardly ever home on weekends. Okay, so that sense of welcome, and I love the yeah. fact that you phrase it in terms of invitation. Yeah. Are you, I guess the question that I'd ask, are you proud to invite people to your Catholic church? I am 100% proud. Which and requires you to have a great church. Which requires me to have a great church. I, well, okay, maybe. But I think that it depends on, it depends on where your love lies. I mean, I, I think as Catholics, my thing is always the Eucharist because... I, and, and don't get me wrong, like I love Protestant praise and worship music and I love Protestant services. And Absolutely. my time in the Protestant church was very sweet because it was an education that my soul needed that I didn't know I needed, but mm. I did. And so now coming back to the Catholic church has been a bigger connection for me and it's made it more spiritual. But I would say that what we're really inviting people to is to experience what the Eucharist means to us. Okay. And when you look at it that way, it's it's beyond even the music, it's beyond the setting, it's beyond whatever our church looks like or the environment. It's all about that invitation to come experience what we do when we come to the table. So for those three years, you were just literally walking around, totally. doing nothing, you go to coffee donuts, and all of a sudden this preacher says something to you and you're like, yeah. oh, I need Jesus, and you start crying. I remember what he taught on, and it was Romans 8 that first day that I went, which it was the, um, I believe that nothing, neither life nor death, nor principalities, things that yeah, can separate us from yeah. the love of God. And I had felt so separated from the love of God for so long. And mm. it was just a moment of really like God actually does love me and does care about me and sure. actually does see me because I felt so unseen and unloved and, and so far and I felt like maybe I was too far ah. for God to ever. Okay, so know. then what happens next? Because now you're Catholic. Boom! Right, it's so weird. <laughs> How did well, that happen? I came back to through the Christian church. I mean, through you know the Protestant church. Okay, That's how preaching. I came back. It's called and I, yeah. Yeah, and I spent it's a called good. Called kerygma. It's called kerygma, and I spent three years um, doing that. And I, in that time, I moved to Nashville right after I graduated college yeah. at the Ohio State University. Go Bucks! I moved right after college. Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so um, I met my husband in the church that I was going to in Nashville. We were yep. married. And a year and a half into my marriage, 
And my husband grew up Southern Baptist. Okay. And uh, converted the twist to. Oh, yeah. Plots are the increasing, aren't they? It is. And then he converted to Presbyterian when he was in high school. And, and he pagan. said to me, <laughs> when we got married, he's like, there's no chance, right, that you're ever going to be Catholic again. And I'm like, oh, baby, no chance. I'm like, when pigs fly through hell throwing snowballs at each other, <laughs> then, then will I be Catholic again? And truly, a year and a half into our marriage, I was pulling so over. So he was trying to make sure you were not that ever I was gonna never going to be Catholic again. Did, did that offend you a little bit? No, no, at because point, at the you, like, time I was not. like, I won't, I don't yeah. want it either, you know. So interesting. Um, so when I about a year and a half into our marriage, things just started happening. Like I started getting a lot of phone calls from Catholic churches saying, "Can you come yeah, sing for us?" And I would literally say, "I'm not Catholic," and hang up the phone. And then. I started... God, why were you such a witch? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then I... But I think a lot of people go through this very sure. thing, which like is really interesting. Yes. And so um, then I started, like, stopping by churches and going in to light candles. Oh. And I didn't know why. I was just compelled to, like, find Those Catholic candles, churches. they make some money they for do. us. They, they make do. some money for us. Uh, well, <laughs> and they also make a lot of mystery. Mystery, I think, is what it is. And so I was missing that sense of, like the mystery of God because in the, in the Protestant church and again I love it but they do spend ample time trying to explain God to you rather than yeah, just yeah, letting yeah. God be something that you don't have to know everything about yeah like totally sitting yeah. in silence right God yes. reveals himself and it's difficult for folks to do yes because they got to have the light show exactly <laughs> and I love the light show exactly I do too and I, I think there's you know so God you loves started going too. in there Lighting these candles, did you actually put the right amount of money in I it? I always did, okay, yes. Good for you. But I, I, and I kept getting, you know, feelings like I, I, maybe I'm supposed to sing in the Catholic Church. And I did one event. I said yes to one Catholic event. And I went, and while I was at this event, I was so befuddled and thinking, wow, like, I feel like I'm needed here. I can't even explain it. Like, I feel like. What was the event? Uh, it was LA Congress. Okay, ooh. That's yeah. interesting. And so, <laughs> of all places. Yeah, I know. And so, <laughs> I love that you're making faces at people. As <laughs> I'm making faces at people as they go behind <laughs> you. At the NCYC, I am totally paying attention to you because as soon as you said LA Congress, I made the face know, for that. Right? And then there was a guy that walked by, had to make a face at him, and it was a perfect match. Oh God, LA so Congress, wow. <laughs> okay, but I have to tell you this part because you will love this part. I will. So, um, so I was just feeling so convicted and I didn't even tell my husband. I was afraid to tell my husband that I think God's calling me back to the Catholic Church. So I went home to visit to Ohio where I grew up and my uncle is a priest, my uncle Frank. He actually passed away a few years ago. Oh, but, may his soul rest but in peace. I, yeah, a beautiful man, like mm. just godly, amazing. He's got emotional for a second perfect, because I'm a priest and I'm yeah, an uncle right, and I'm right. going to die soon at I some mean, point in my life. Yeah, and my <laughs> uncle soon, Frank was gentlemen. like you, just a cool, totally hey, lovely, I'll like in it, it for all the right reasons, great priest, great man. And I sat down with him and I said, you know, Father Frank, I was called him Father Frank even though he was my sure. uncle. Like, Father Frank, I just am having all these experiences about the Catholic Church and I, I just feel pulled. Like every time I wake up, every time I take a phone call, every time I open a book, it's just like, I, I don't know, God's pulling me back and I, I'll be damned if I want to go back to the Catholic Church. Wow. I just, you know, I'm, I'm mad about it. And, Wait, and did, what's, real quick, was there anything the Catholic Church did that made you this mad at it? I don't know. Because most I, people I, who leave, like, leave for really insipid, maybe even stupid reasons. Yeah. I Well, I was the church organist for four years through high school, so maybe that was it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. They it, made you play crappy organ music. Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> no, I, I think it was just, you know, typical teenage angst and college angst. And I was a musician after all. An sure. artist, slaunch and jive. And okay, I don't know, you so know, you're so, a little hipster. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I, but I had this conversation with my uncle, and he let me talk. He just let me talk. And then at the end of like my ranting, he looked at me, and he held, he grabbed my hand, and he said, "Sarah," he said, "You know, I've been listening to you prattle on for 20 minutes," and he said, "It sounds to me like you know." exactly what God is asking of you. Don't you You just don't want to do it. Don't you hate that? I did. I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. Because he, he, he called me on it. He's like, yeah. you don't want to go. But you know what's happening. Nice. You know what God's asking you to. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, everyone right. loves the excuse. Yeah. So I told my husband and... Was he mad? Well, that two years of our marriage following was so hard. Because so of religion. So difficult because of religion. And now my husband's been going to church with me for 20 years. Is he Catholic yet? Uh, basically, yes. He's Catholic by default. Sure. Yeah. yeah by he fire. Is. Yeah, he totally is. And and so we go to church together every mm. weekend. So, so yes. But um, but I know that there's still... Well, that gives a lot of people hope, first of all. Yeah. And I, I always get a little upset when people are like, oh, you got to convert your husband. No, and no, I'm no, like, you don't have to convert my husband loves Jesus and yeah. my husband loves me and the, my, and our children. Like, and you can so, pray together. Yeah, and we pray together and we go to church together and so sure. we're okay. Like, it's really all right. Yeah, right now you're good. But yeah, there was a couple years that was really rocky for us. And, and I bless that time because we learned so much about grace. He gave me so much grace. And I understand why he was upset because I told him I'd never be Catholic again, you know. Mm -hmm. So I understood why he was hurt. And, you know, I had to learn to give him understanding and grace about where he came from and the, sure. the religion he was brought up in and sure. the mindset that he had. So so we learned a lot about how to be a real team of so, ecumenical people who are grace-filled and can live in a spirit of grace with one another. And so you, you eventually make this move into Catholicism. Yeah. Did you have to go through classes again? No, I did, did not. You simply had to go to confession. Yeah, I just went to confession, and Father's like, "You're fine." Yep, you come to yeah, church. You're yeah, back. Yeah. Welcome home. Yeah. Here's the fatted calf, known as right, the Lamb of God, nothing who in takes it. away the sins of the world. Yeah, and I, I will admit that at the time I had a wonderful priest. It's oh, always that way. Who just was so dear and so loving and just really gracious and was like, wow. "You're fine. You're loved. Come on, you know." Yeah, welcome so. home. Yeah. Okay, and so and then all of a sudden you started doing like, ah, now I'm Catholic. I'm gonna start doing music ministry for the Catholic. Yeah. Church. Well, it didn't. It, that's not at all what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was another kicking and screaming thing. I'm really a songwriter by trade. Like, okay. you know how I, f I feel yeah, tell like. Tell us about your songwriting skills. Yeah. Well, I've, you've I've done a lot. I've been writing a lot all my life, and I feel like we all, God has manufactured us all. We're built for something. Like, like you're built for, to cook. You even done stuff for like regular people. Like oh yeah. TV and film and <laughs> regular stuff people. Like oh yeah, I do yeah. a lot of TV and film still. Yep. So I, I think that I think that we're we're all built for something like God. There's one really specific thing that we're made for, you sure. know, and that's my thing. And I didn't really mean to be an artist. I didn't really mean to do any of this. It just sort of happened by accident because I was writing a lot of things that everybody who I talked to said, "Well, that's your story, so mm. you should tell that story." You okay, know. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and and that's so, a little different than so, writing for others. And then how did you get to the Catholic? ministry side well, because it kind of takes a lot of it now people right? just started calling and again it was a thing where it was all it all came to me like i didn't try any of it i went to an ncyc the first one so many years ago i'm not even going to tell you but it was i don't remember where it even was but i walked by the ocp booth and I introduced myself. Okay, explain to people what oh, is OCP. Oregon Catholic Press. It's a publication it, for Yes, if you have Breaking Catholic Bread in your hymnals, they yep. have a lot of different musicians. Um, 
And I walked by their booth and they just said, we know who you are and come make a record with us. And I was like, okay. I mean, it was that. And then, and then all this happened the same way. It was just like people, hey, you want to come to my diocese? Okay. Like, I, I, I wasn't... Did they pay you at least? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. But I was never, like, beating down doors. And I, oh, yeah. I, call, I mean, that's kind of weird when you try to, like, is. I'm a Catholic singer. Yeah. Invite me to your church. It's no. weird to me. No. And, and I've talked to my dad about this. My dad's a very wise man. And, and I was telling him this thing about how I feel like people ask me all the time, how do you break into Catholic music? How do you be, like, do the music, you know... And I really literally have to say, I have no idea. Mm. I just know that, like, I just let it happen. And I told my dad about that. He said, I call that living a guided life. And okay. I think that's so beautiful. I love the concept of guided life. And, and for my children, too. And I think How many kids all do you have? Our, I have two girls. Okay. I think for our children and for our young people, this concept of, of living a guided life where it doesn't mean don't work, but it means don't beat your head against a wall and trust the process and trust that you know God has a direction for you sure, and sure. if you just be patient and listen and pray and trust like I think it'll be revealed so to now you. where are you since that you've just kind of organically grew into this ministry yeah tell us about your ministry currently sure so I am gone a lot I am on the road about a third of the year okay so I try to I try not to be gone more than a third of the year because you know being on the roads hard and I've got it's kids and yeah. it's just it's tough yeah especially um, with my kids yeah so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you have furry children? Yeah, I'm like, no, I, no furry I barely children. have a plant. Okay, yeah. I've got one plant. It's a bamboo. <laughs> that is it. That's the only thing living that works. in my home. That'll go. You could get a succulent or two. They're fine as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I travel a lot. I do a lot of um, women's ministry, youth ministry, concerts, a lot of conventions, a lot of um, diocesan events, anything. So ministry-wise, I mean, you do a lot for women particularly, though, I right? Love, I mean, you have a... Yeah passion for that. Here, idea. another idea besides yes. the donuts and things. Yes. Let's you and I put oh together gosh. a women's weekend. I would love that. It'll be music and, and meals. That's amazing. For the family. That's amazing. So get your I people. I would love that. Work it on what oh, my people. Let me tell you. It'll yeah. be people. Women's ministry <laughs> is just a joy because women, like, if you are. Mimosas great, for everybody. Yeah, mimosas for everybody. And you're just like, you're giving me stuff? Yeah. Like, they just love that you are Women's loving ministry. on them. Okay, so we're going to do this, okay? Yeah, totally. We're going to shoot for it. Sarah Hart, Father Leo. <laughs> I love it. We're going to do it. Well. A I saw you did something with Steve, and I was so jealous. I'm Everyone's like, Dang jealous. Dang it! I want to do but that. See, this is so, what I do. Like, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of lay people want to do things yeah. like this. You kind of need a praise. Yes, you know, just to I know you do. And all it's that true. Stuff. It's so true. If you just got another women singer with you, but no priest awesome. who's going to do it, yeah. and not every priest understands how to work the yeah. circuit, so yeah. to speak. Or I mean, the ladies. Well, I mean, that's me. I'm a ladies man. <laughs> This just got creepy, oh, no. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Sarah Hart is making me are. feel creepy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so no, but it's but you, you you're doing these. Yeah. You're just on the road yeah. a lot, a now, lot, and a it's, lot, and it's and it's beautiful. And what's I the love best parts? It. What's the hardest parts? Be honest. The best part is that I love meeting people and hearing their stories. That's it. It gives me re, it, it rejuvenates my hope in the church. Like okay. I feel like I get. A glimpse of the worldwide church, and it's so beautiful. That's that's the worldwide church. Yeah, because it is like, so different from what people think oh, at their parish that they go to right. for forty-five minutes. That's the thing. Like you know, a lot of people who are in in parishes that are tough to be in. That's right. They don't see what it really like. They don't see it's what's like happening right now. They literally right have to pull now. people out of their butts yeah. and their belly buttons yeah. and say, "See that the church is way bigger yeah. than you can imagine, and way more beautiful and diverse and welcoming and all of it." And so that's I think that's the most unique thing. What I hate is 
planes, trains, automobiles, hotels. Oh my God! And the loneliness. And when you the go loneliness to a of the road, and there's hair from somebody else. <laughs> somebody in else's. In the sink, in the tub, near the toilet. It's curly like, whirlies. It's I mean, the worst. I literally, I literally <laughs> will go downstairs to the desk and be like, "There's hair everywhere." And it doesn't belong anywhere near me. I don't have long blonde hair. I think a gorilla was in my room. My gosh. <laughs> my gosh. There is, for hairy people, I love you, but clean up. I know. If you're I in know. a hotel. I agree. Anyway, so, yeah, I know. we just got I gross agree. and disgusting. We got creepy. We but got we're gross. honest. We're we honest. These are the hard things that. about the road, you know? That. Yeah. And so, okay, so you're out there. Yeah. What does your husband, what does your family think about this? Because let's be honest, when you're yeah. out there doing this thing, mm-hmm. first of all, is it a woman's world, quote unquote? Not necessarily. No, no, it is definitely Do they see not. you as a minister? Uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing. Like, I, I'm very much a chosen race royal priesthood, and mm. I think women ministers in the Catholic Church have so much to give and to say. So, Okay, real yes. quick, do you think that women should be priests then? Like, kind of thing. Um, well... I'm going to plead the fifth on that one because I don't want to get myself into any trouble. Sure. But I do think that the, the fact that the Pope is entertaining that women can be deacons, um, I have to tell you that as a woman, that is invitation and welcome. The mm. fact that they're willing to talk about it because, sure. um, you know, because because women in the church have felt not heard for so long. Interesting. So, and, and I understand why people are scared of the topic. I'm not scared of the topic, but I will say that I think men should be thinking about it from the woman's perspective. That mm. if this were you, sure. how would you like to hear about this? Well, would they do you call like the to church talk the bride this? of Christ. Yes. And so, I mean, I do think, besides theology yes. and the history and the tradition, right. there's, that's set aside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But just to being able to give a ch- women a chance to say, we need to talk yes. about how you're going to be more a part of the exactly. ministry about the service. I mean, whether you put a stole on you or not is right. kind of not necessary, but at the same time, right. at least we can hear when somebody says, but we want to serve yeah. in an official ministerial capacity. And it's also important for women to be allowed to have the conversation. Sure. Regardless of where what the conversation the goes, yep. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's important for men to understand that women right now mm. in our church want to have the conversation. Okay, to be honest with you, yes. like the women that want to have it, they all just seem like angry women. Yeah, well, That's another story. I will tell you this. I mean, I'm I am loving the conversation, mm. and I'm not angry at all. Okay, good and for I you. I love my church, good you know. For you. But I'm talking but about I, the women who want to be deacons. It's like, yeah, whoa. yeah. Well, I, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But I just appreciate that. I guess I appreciate Pope Francis and his his understanding that God made us male and female, but sure. all in His own image, and True. so that we all are in the image and likeness of God. And that I think I think women have a much um, more beautiful role to play than perhaps they've been given the opportunity to. Oh, yeah. And we're starting to see it now, which is great. And it's beautiful. And, and it, I feel very blessed to be able to I minister. And I would love to see more women just get involved, yeah. you know, and to do yeah. what they need to do. But it's unfortunately it's kind of outside of my pay grade yes. and out of my theological abilities. Oh, I know. Me too. Abilities. Me too. I'm like, but, look, I can do what I do. Well, what's Here's next what I'm for doing. Sarah Hart? Yeah. What's next for you? Well, I'll just keep doing my ministry. I love doing it. I love, I love being with people. I love singing with them and sharing the story of God's love with them. Okay. That is that is what's next for me. Awesome. Uh, I, my next is always whatever God says is next. Huh. Interesting. You know? So okay. let me, as, as we're coming to a close here, I just want to ask, what's on your heart? What do you want to tell the Shoot the Shiitake audience? Okay. I will tell you. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Have hope um, wherever you are right now. And if you're in a wonderful church or a 
difficult church, church, a crappy church. Um, you are loved. There sure. is hope. And um, believe. Believe that there that there is hope. And there's hope for all of us. And there's definitely hope for you, too. And don't lose that hope and don't lose that faith. Where can people find you? Find me at sarahhart.com. And please don't yell at me about anything I said. Okay, but find me at... S-A-R-A-H? S-A-R-A-H-H-A-R-T. Okay, so two H's. Just want to make sure that... Yes. And last question. Yes. What can I, as a Catholic priest, do to help you? Oh, that's so beautiful. You can go download all my music on iTunes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Available at sarahhart.com. Two H's. You know what? You can actually pray for me, and I can pray for you. And that's what we can do with each other. And you can stop throwing things at people. You can stop, stop throwing things at people. You, uh, yes, let's just pray for one another. Amen? Amen. That's what we need to do. That's awesome. When I come back, I'm going to give you my carryout order. What did I learn from my deep dish discussion with Sarah Hart? Thank you for joining me on Shoot the Shiitake. Thank you. It's been wonderful. It has been wonderful. And we will be back in just a moment. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake for my carryout order. I want to thank uh, Sarah Hart for giving me a great insight. You know, I, I have a great appreciation for other people's perspectives. And hers is certainly unique because she is a woman. You know, I, I'll be honest, I don't interview enough women. It might be because I don't actually have the opportunities to do so. And, you know, I, I live obviously in a priestly life and there are no women in the priesthood, by the way, at least in the Catholic Church. And so I don't always get a chance to do that. But I loved her perspective, and I see that even though we have different opinions on things, we have one thing in common. We love our faith enough that we're going to be willing to do what needs to be done. And she's got a great kind of compelling reason why she didn't get into faith at one point in school, during college. And she just basically said it. She didn't think that God cared. And boy, that is a real lesson for all of us. You know, I'm, I'm in the midst of writing a book, and God willing, by the time you read this, it will be written. If not, then you better pray for me. Um, it, it's about keeping college kids faithful and fed. How do they stay connected to faith and family while still having fun? It's not easy, but one of the things that matters is they got to know that God actually loves them and cares for them, and where do they get that? Another thing that was impressive was how she kind of got her reversion started through the Protestant church and through coffee and donuts. Granted, in the Catholic church, we do that at the end of mass. For this Protestant service, they did it during their service. But it really goes to something that's at the heart of this message, this carry-out order. It's really about invitation. What do we do to invite people to our faith? What do we do to make people feel comfortable enough that they can confide in us? Do we have an inviting, hospitable attitude? Do we show a demeanor that says, I welcome you, the way Jesus welcomes even sinners who are seeking to become saints? I also love the fact that she knew and remembered and will always treasure Romans chapter 8 as the Bible verse that spoke to her heart. Maybe a good carryout order for all of us is to Find a passage that speaks to our hearts and let's hold on to it and let's get deeper into this reality. And why? Because the one thing that she said she was missing when she was looking at other churches was a sense of mystery, a sense of mystery. And that's really powerful because mystery is what we're all involved in. It's called the mystery of life. We don't have an exact plan, 
but what we can do is be open to the invitation that God is giving us. So, for all the times that we have failed to invite people to church, it might be because we don't find our own churches as inviting. And if you think that's a problem in your church, then you are invited to talk to your pastor and figure out ways how we can make our Catholic churches more welcoming in general. And so this is my carryout order with Sarah Hart challenging us all to be an invitational kind of people. And if you enjoyed this show, we're so glad that you were listening. Make sure you support us by becoming a tiered member of our academy where you get exclusive content and become part of truly a unique online community. So please invite family and friends to join in this faithful fun. And between now and the next time we shoot the shiitake, I want to thank Sarah Hart as my guest and you for listening. And make sure you always stay hungry. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.holo.app breadbox.